Well, A Day has come and gone. Do you feel any better about several of the position battles? Because I'm not sure I do. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson has me, Jimmy Stein. That's him, Jimmy. A-Day was yesterday. Um, I don't know that I feel a whole lot better. In fact, I think I feel a little bit worse. What about you? Uh, I wouldn't say that I feel better or worse. Uh, I think we do this every year where there's a little bit of an overreaction to watch and practice, and I've seen – Definitely several A-Days over the years where it was really sloppy. It wasn't pretty at all. There were bad plays on offense and defense. And then we uh, do something like win the national championship in the fall. So I I don't read too deeply into it. What I think is more insightful is like discussion of individual performance, discussion of individual performance where where that person sits. And, and there are a lot of, I feel, super encouraging things. Uh, I'm not so sure that the best player on the field wasn't Caleb Downs. Uh, he is every bit as hyped, if not more. Uh, Justice Haynes, while he didn't break one yesterday, and I was a little disappointed to see that, but I think Justice Haynes showed that he is uh, beyond his years in terms of maturity, doesn't look or play like a freshman. Uh, I've already seen some of the tape uh, or some highlights that I, I slowed down and watched and rewatched and rewatched, but I'm looking forward to watching like a full tape to see uh, other things. But Caden Proctor, I think, played extremely well with the twos. I think he announced that he was going to be tough to keep out of the lineup this fall with the ones. Uh, encouraged to see that. And, uh, you know, a couple of wide receivers, pretty good. A couple of wide receivers, not so much. Uh, oh, Jihad Campbell, I thought, played extremely well. Malachi Moore, most of the DBs. I thought had a good day. Most of them, Terry on Malachi Kool-Aid, you know, it was probably the best player on the field. If Caleb wasn't, uh, you know, all those got Earl Little's uh, interception was spectacular. And I think it, it, it being a first team player this fall, uh, James Smith played with the ones and was really good. I think he could have a Jaheim Otis type, uh, uh, you know, impact on the team this fall. And, uh, in the young outside linebackers who won't be ones because Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell will come back, they'll just be exciting twos off the bench. But Q Robinson, I think every time I see Q, I'm, I'm convinced he's a starting player in this league. Uh, he should be a starter. Uh, but at Alabama, I don't know that he can be with Dallas and Chris, uh, you know, ahead of him in the depth chart. So there's a lot of things to be really encouraged about. And, and then there were some discouraging things, including quarterback talk. And I, I know we're going to talk about that shortly. Yeah, definitely. I'm, look, I'm glad you started with positive because, I mean, we need to sandwich this thing like a typical managerial uh, technique where you give somebody – if you want to give somebody bad news, you tell them something good at first, and then you tell them something good at the end, and you put the bad news sandwiched in there in the middle. And um, so, uh, yeah, let, let's do talk a little good news. I thought Justice Haynes was awesome. How he didn't win MVP. I mean, I was a little shocked Malachi Moore won it. I mean, again, I'm not trying to be negative about it. I'm not trying to be anti-Malachi Moore. I just look at it like, okay, 
if you don't want to give it to one of the quarterbacks um, because Jalen Milrow was barely 50%, um, he had some very iffy plays. Now, he, had, he accounted for three touchdowns. but uh, And if you give one of the quarterbacks MVP, then you're kind of de facto announcing he's the starter uh, probably in everybody's eyes. So I understand you don't want to give it to Jalen Milrow. I don't understand why you don't give it to Justice Haynes or Caleb Downs, frankly. I mean, I would have given it to one of those two guys. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, I might have even given it to Kool-Aid, who, who was in there. But uh, Malachi had a nice game. You're absolutely right. I just thought that was a little odd. Um, I thought Justice Haynes at times looked like the best player on the field, uh, just like Caleb Downs. And these are two guys we, we can continue to talk about. I do appreciate some folks on Twitter reaching out to us via the Locked on Bama Twitter handle and saying, um, you guys were right about Caleb Downs. He's that dude. And look, it didn't take Nostradamus to see this, right? I mean, we're, we're not going to pat ourselves on the back too much. I mean, he, he was awesome before we ever said he was awesome. So, um, but in your Quindarius Robinson, that's a guy I did want to point out. Oh, I, I was, I'm so glad. I feel like every time I heard the name Q Robinson, I kept thinking, no relation, by the way, I kept thinking um, the the Tennessee uh, fumble. Well, not a fumble. He just touched the ball on a punt that he shouldn't have touched. I mean, it's just a boneheaded play. It happens, especially happens with young players. But it, it's one of those plays that you just can't get out of your mind. And I think he might have done enough at A-Day to make me think, okay, I, I can erase this. I can erase this from my memory banks now. And uh, because he was – he was – awesome off the edge. Now, the fact that he was so awesome off the edge means somebody was getting whipped. And we'll talk about that in the second segment um, because that is a problem. Uh, some other good things. I, I thought Kobe Prentice looked good at times. I thought, uh, you know, there, uh, Kendrick Law, I think I, I like Kendrick Law when he brings to the table. Justin Jefferson, um, really small, Jimmy. Yeah. He's smaller than I thought. Why, why I haven't, that hasn't, clicked with me I don't know but I kept thinking he looked he wears what 28 he looked yeah. like hot arenas out there <laughs> meaner why where's that number I, I it's the first thing I thought because you know, I knew he was small and I, of course I've seen him but I, I I knew he was small but I don't understand why when the knock against you is you're small that you you choose a number that deep exactly. he, he needs to be wearing 49 or 54 or something I mean just anything that's not the number that a defensive back would wear. Because when you look at him out there, I mean, put it this way. I mean, I know that he's bigger than Des Ricks, but when he's 28 and Des Ricks is 29 and somebody makes a play, I, I'm not really sure who it is until I can really see, see them. You know what I'm saying? He's not that much bigger than Des Ricks. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, again, I can live with it, though, if he keeps flying to the ball like that. Here's another thing I like. He brings a swagger. He brings an attitude. He wants to hit. He plays – and I think the fact that he is so small, he plays with a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder. Now, we can't have a team full of those guys because you got to have the size in this conference. But um, we can have one of those guys. Who was the guy for Georgia? You remember he was number 35. Uh, he played in the blackout game because I remember they were talking about on ESPN very specifically that it always looked like when, when he was in his uniform, it looked like he was always trying to shoplift uh, automotive parts. He was built so much, but he was a small guy. Like, was Rennie Curran maybe or something? That's it. That's it. 
Okay. Um, but that's who he kind of reminded me of. Like he shows up with a bad disposition um, and he, he understands, look, I've got to be, I've got to be meaner to make up for my lack of size. Okay. I, 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 I like him a lot. I, I mean, I think just like several positions when people say, you know, Hey, I don't know how good this team is. I think he's a good example of, I think Justin Jefferson could be a starting player for us this fall, but he's got to beat out Deontay Lawson. That, I don't think that's happening. He's got to beat out Trez Marshall. I don't think that's happening. And I think the inside linebacker that had the biggest spring that may be making a case for, we can't leave him off the field is John Campbell. Yeah. So, guys and i'm not sure he's going to have an opportunity he's also dealing with kendrick blackshire and sean murphy uh who are who are both good players and uh so i i don't know that he's going to have a spot and that that to me is the essence of a, of a good team when you have good players they're good enough to start like q robinson like justin jefferson and i i just don't think there's a there's a spot for them even though they're really good i hope they don't portal out because we need as much depth as we can use Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If you don't win, you can bet on things like number of home runs in a game, number of home runs for a particular person. Will one guy hit a home run, whatever. You can bet on strikeouts, everything. I mean, they got it all at FanDuel. They they think of it all. That's what's pretty cool. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on so you don't miss your chance to get on that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The rest of the week, we are also going to be talking about this scrimmage. And, and really, we're going to try and wind this thing down. I would be willing to bet there will be some portal news um, coming out because Alabama still got to open up a couple of spots, right, Jimmy? So, I mean, that's one thing we'll be talking about. Yeah, uh, I was even thinking that could happen today in terms of guys portaling out people, uh, Alabama players that may be waiting to, uh, to, to for the spring game to come in so they'd have some film actually to show, yeah. uh, you know, the, uh, the next stop. So, uh, you know, I, I'm this is what I think, though. I don't think there'll be many leaving. I really don't. It's part maybe I'm partly wish casting. I don't really want there to be numbers that have to leave. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure that that really we need anybody to leave anymore. I think we might be under at 85 now, but let's just say we would like to add some spots. So probably up to maybe three players leaving might be what we should anticipate slash almost need to happen. But, uh, but man, no more than three. I, I really like most of the roster. I am concerned about some spots, including quarterback. But uh, for the most part, I like this team, and I don't really want to lose many guys off it. Let's talk quarterback a second, Jimmy. I'm going to tell you something. Um, it, again, I, I'll say this for the thousandth time. You and I have been on the Ty Simpson train. It's all gut feeling. We, we knew nothing else. I thought Ty Simpson did – okay at times yesterday I, I don't know that there was ever a moment where I was wowed um I thought that he did he, he was um beyond serviceable at times same with Jalen Milrow I would say Milrow had some more wow moments but they weren't like Bryce Young wow moments or two wow moments they were uh wow by these current standards 
Frankly, I thought at times Dylan Lonergan, maybe even Eli Holstein looked better, um, which is frightening to me. All of a sudden, Jimmy, I've been on, I've also had no problem saying I don't really want a portal quarterback unless, you know, unless it was like a Drake May, Caleb Williams. I'm willing to take a step down now. I'm willing to go one notch lower than those guys. If there was a Tyler Van Dyke in the portal and we took him, I get it now. I get it a lot more. Now, for people going, hey, I thought the quarterbacks looked good. They weren't awful. Let's not pretend they were awful. They just, there was nobody that really jumped out to me. And I, I don't know how anybody can spin it another way. There were some really bad passes. Yes, Earl Little made a brilliant interception. Um, boy, the one pass that Christian Story intercepted, by the way, kudos to Christian Story. We've been on the Christian Story train too. Kudos. Dying yeah. for him, if you will. And um, we, we, we said he would make a play. And, mm-hmm. and we were right again. I mean, he, he makes a play every time he's out there. And let me tell you, I know most of the We'll get this in a second. Most Alabama fans, they want that I read on the message boards. They want Malachi to play safety. You know, then they're like, let's put Malachi at safety. Well, if you put Malachi at safety, he's going to be back there with Caleb Downs and Earl Little will be at star and no Christian story in the lineup. I want Christian. I'm I'm still not convinced that our best lineup isn't Malachi at star. So Christian story is on the field with Caleb Downs, uh, which is what would what would happen. Now, that puts Earl Little on the bench. So really – in my mind, in terms of the starting lineup in the secondary, you're sort of looking, do we want, do you prefer Earl Little at star or Christian Story at safety? Uh, now, that being said, uh, if you do put Malachi at safety uh, with Caleb Downs and Earl Little at star, then Christian Story can be the sixth DB. And, and, and I, I think I think he's got a good chance to be that guy. That is a starter, as far as I'm concerned. You're a first-team player. If you are a starter in the dime package, you're a first-team player because who's to say that the other team's not going to start the game with four wide receivers? And if they do, then we call Dom and Christian Story's out there starting the game. So uh, I'm optimistic he'll have a role. The dude just makes plays every every scrimmage. But back to quarterbacks, that was a a moment when that interception was made. I mean, just a bad decision, bad pass, bad all of it. And that's what you're going to get with Jalen Milrow. You'll get some moments where you go, that guy's the best athlete on the field. And then you'll get some going, why is he playing quarterback? Um, and um, it's – and frankly, I thought it was a good op- – a golden opportunity for Ty Simpson to make a move. I didn't think he did. Um, I thought it was a golden opportunity for one of the freshmen to make a move. But I have so much less confidence in them because they are true freshmen. Lonergan, I, I thought, look – Again, I think Lonergan looked like the best quarterback at times. Um, Holstein had some nice moments. Boy, Jimmy, I'm just telling you, my confidence, what I did yesterday went from a guy thinking this Alabama team is certainly going to be in the college football playoff to thinking this team looks like the number six or number seven team in the country. Now, I'm not asking for anybody to throw Alabama a pity party. Six or seven is a pretty good place to be because it means you have a shot. But it's, I feel like I, I, my optimism went down after yesterday because I didn't see quite as many dudes at the position we need the dudes in. It, t- tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I, again, maybe there are going to be some people kill me in the comments. I get it. But I'm telling you, my optimism went down yesterday. Uh, I would say my optimism also went down, but just only in one sense. I think there is too much negativity 
about the quarterbacks. Uh, I've seen really good quarterbacks at Alabama that are proven guys that went on to have big time careers, not, not be super sharp on a day too. It's a weird uh, game type situation, but I, I'm, um, my thing is I'm, I, I see enough from Jalen Milrow to where I'm, I believe he could be the starting quarterback this fall and Alabama would be very good. Uh, I believe that I would also say the exact same thing about Ty Simpson. I think he could be the starting quarterback and Alabama would be very good. Uh, I, I think Dylan Lonergan could possibly be the starting quarterback and Alabama would be very good, but I have to put that possibly in there. I'm more sold on the older kids handling it. Uh, but in terms of dimmed, I'll be the first to admit nothing I saw from Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson would lead me to believe that they could be the starting quarterback and Alabama's going to go 12-0 and and whip Georgia and then go to the playoffs and, and do things like uh, whip the crap out of, of Notre Dame in the semifinal and Ohio State in the final like we did in 2020. Uh, I, I haven't seen anything from Milrow or Simpson that leads me to believe this is going to be the natural result of placing one of them in the first team. I, I think both have to improve a lot from where they are right now. Here's the good news. I think they will. I think I think I think both kids are better. And I've heard oh no I saw several people this morning say I saw no improvement from Milro. That throw he made to Emmanuel Henderson in the back corner of the end zone was A plus. A plus. That that's the type of throw that he can make. And for all the bragging people do about Milrow, it's with his legs, right? There's a pocket pass in the back corner of the end zone that any NFL team would say, uh, we'll take that. That was a great throw. It wasn't his only good throw either. It was just the best throw he made through the course of the day. For whatever reason, people really hypercritical his bad plays, and there's too many, uh, and, and just ignore the obvious upside you see when he plays because if you got a guy that can make that throw oh yeah and he also runs a 4 3 40 and is the fastest kid on the field and he's 220 pounds and you bounce off of him when you try to tackle him and he can make sunday throws you're supposed to be excited about a guy like that but he makes enough bad plays and bad throws where the excitement gets dimmed i really like the last drive and the one hand the final drive of the day was his best consecutive throws. They were all to Benson. He did a Milrow to Benson drive all the way down. Benson, I think it was four snaps, touchdown. Benson, 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 Benson for the touchdown. But, and there needs to be a big but, the entire defensive backfield were walk-ons. All of them. I mean, there wasn't a single scholarship player back there. So I'm the always one screaming about context. You have to take these things into context. Had, had he done that, Throwing to Benson against the first team, I would be like, this is over. It's got to be Milrow. But it wasn't against the first team. It was not even against the second team. It was against literally guys that we will see maybe against, you know, uh, UT Chattanooga, you know, in, in game 11. So I, I'm the quarterbacks need to improve. Milrow needs to improve. Ty lacks uh, consistency for sure. It's just not enough good plays. I think he also suffers paralysis by analysis a little bit. I think the ball gets stuck with him sometimes. Quick enough decisions. I think uh, I'm not sure this is the right term. Uh, they used to say uh, a quarterback we had here had, had a 
a term I'd never heard before, but now I like it, slow eyes. And, and what that really means is he's got to speed things up. It's got to happen faster. All of it has to happen faster. And I think with Todd, it's, it's a little of that. Now, that's going to come with experience probably. But, uh, yeah, both need to improve, and I'm with you on the portal. I am more interested in a portal quarterback now than I was prior to spring. But a huge point, I want only a clear upgrade. Uh, Agreed. If if anybody out there thinks just bringing somebody to compete with them, that's not improving the situation at all. They're already competing. Lonergan's pushing them. We don't need Mike can beat them out. But would I take somebody that could come in that would be our slam dunk day one? He's the guy we can win with him. Yeah, I just think that in terms of who's available or who might be available, that's going to be a, a short list. Now, don't be naive fans in terms of, have you seen who's in the portal? If Alabama wants a guy, they're probably going to get in the portal. If it's someone doable. I think the Tyler Van Dyke story is a good example of how that can work. I'm I'm not saying Alabama was talking to the kid or or anything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Tyler Van Dyke wasn't in the portal. There was something happening, you know, at some level. So that could happen. Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, let's talk a little bit more about this. And we're back. So, Jimmy, uh, yeah, the one thing, going back to quarterbacks, one thing that that is a big problem to me. I don't know that we got an alpha at, at wide receiver anymore. I've, I've been touting Malik Benson. I, I know he did well towards the end against the walk-ons. I didn't know he played until then. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, "What is he out there? I mean, it felt like we didn't even target him. I mean, again, by the way, the production for this one was – this A-Day on ESPN Plus was about as bad as I've seen. It, it just – they had technical difficulties through the whole thing. I know you went there live. I ended up not going because the, the crowd was going to be so big. I had a six-year-old, and I was afraid I would get there, get there late, then she'd be hot, and I'd have to leave, and I wouldn't see it. So I, I went ended up going to the Stallions game, which is no problem to get to. Um, but anyway – uh, maybe I missed something maybe because ESPN did have technical difficulties. I know I wasn't alone on this. This wasn't Luke's computer. There were other people that had problems with it. They even had technical difficulties on the screen. Um, but man, I, I, I just don't, I don't see an alpha wide receiver. I, I really, I thought we had one. I did. And maybe we do. I just didn't see it from this particular game. And um, so I'm less optimistic there. I, I'm Keeping with the negative theme, we'll wrap it up with some positives, but uh, Elijah Pritchett was beaten and beaten severely often. Now, you spin that either way you want to. Either you say Elijah Pritchett was beaten a lot or Quindarius Robinson was awesome and, and whoever else played at that position was awesome. I, I can go either way, but it's bad when it's your left tackle. Um, tight ends I thought were okay. Uh, Annie Lewis, I, I, they called his name a few times, and he looks like a dude. I like him out there. Um Going back to wide receiver, though, here's what bothers me. I really thought, okay, maybe, you know, Jermaine Burton coming back. Jermaine Burton dropped one that was on the money. Now, I think it was from Milrow. And I'm talking about he was wide open, hit him square in the hands. It's hard to drop a pass like that, and he dropped it. Then there was another one that, yes, it was a little high from Ty Simpson. It was a little high. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't the best pass. But he 
he sort of he got a hand on it. Ozzie Newsom always says, if you can touch it, you can catch it. And um, I think you need to catch it. And then he got eviscerated by the defensive back who was Jake Pope. By the way, Jake Pope, dude, uh, I, I enjoyed watching him. Is he going to be an all-SEC player? I don't know, but I like him. He's a good I player. Like, I like I what he's doing. I, I would even go so far as to say, <laughs> hey, I, I, I put Jake Pope in the starting lineup in 2024 right now. Oh, yeah. I, I think there's a good chance. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Jam Miller, I didn't get this. I mean – Never really got going. Okay. I mean, I'm not worried about him so much. I feel like I know what he brings to the table, and I think it's awesome. Justice Haynes good. Um, what other positions are we missing here? Uh, defensive back. I mean, again, I can't say enough good things about Caleb Downs. It, it Jimmy, it's um, this is the thing that is a little scary. He feel it felt like Caleb Downs was the best player on the field to me. Yep. And true freshman should be at prom, best player on the field, which is worrisome in the sense that we have all these other ballyhooed classes in there. And again, maybe that just speaks volume about Caleb Downs. I don't know, but um, I'm just telling you, Caleb Downs is that guy. Um, He's awesome. He exceeded my expectations, which were lofty. Yeah. he. I think I thought that by the first game, he would be in the starting lineup. No, by the second practice, he was in the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah. By the A day, he was arguably the best player on the defense or certainly in the very short list. He, He's, I guess, just the best way to explain it in Alabama terms is he's 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 a slightly bigger Minka Fitzpatrick. He's he's just a bigger Minka, um, probably more of a pure safety. I think Minka might be a slightly more versatile, but uh, Caleb is is a safety. But wow, he's he's going to be as good as we've ever had at that position. Uh, Great player. It, when he made his interception in the end zone, maybe this is this tells you what I think of him right now. As soon as he caught it, I just thought to myself, "Get down, don't get hurt." That's all I could think about was get, just get down. I don't want you. I don't want this to be an accidental hurting. So, um, all right, well, let's. We're going to keep talking about this scrimmage, you know, for the next couple of days. So we, we're we're going to digest this a little more. We'll talk about what Saban said. Do want to end with some other positive news. News. Aaron Estrada from Hofstra does commit to Alabama, averages about 20 points a game last year. One of the more coveted players in the transfer portal. That's big news. Um, Auburn lost the commitment from uh, Darius <laughs> Darius Phylon, uh, LeBaron Phylon down in Mobile. And um, that's all a West Flanagan thing probably. Alabama. I think we're under consideration. Yeah, I think we're under consideration. And, again, when, when he committed, let's also let, – let's – Call a spade a spade. When he committed, I, I d- did a little digging, and my understanding was we didn't push as hard as Auburn was. Maybe that changes. Maybe, maybe we thought we were. Maybe we thought we uh, couldn't get him or whatever. But now I think we have a shot. I would also say Ole Miss has a shot because that's where West Landigan is now. Chris Beard is also there now, and Ole Miss is going to be a problem uh, going forward. But regardless. Uh, here's another thing. Ever since they started out giving Mr. Basketball in the state of Alabama, Auburn's never gotten one. This was going to be their first. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That is weird. That um, is weird. Yeah, we're in the running. I, I thought my money would be right now if Alon goes to Ole Miss. That's what I think is going to happen. But my understanding from uh, sources, uh, Alabama is in consideration. It could, it could happen. I dig it. And then I, I suspect Alabama will get a portal commitment this afternoon uh, or maybe tomorrow morning. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so there's some positive things. Also, it sounds like everybody who was there on their visit 
for the spring game in football. Uh, seems like they had a good time. I know Kevin Riley, the, the running back from Tuscaloosa, seemed to have a very good time. So going to get some more recruiting updates here shortly, and we will talk about those. But, yeah, overall, Jimmy, um, my reaction is less than lukewarm, uh, no pun intended, to this scrimmage. And uh, we're going to keep talking about it. I'm going to try and find some positive things, though, because we like to be upbeat here on Lockdown Battle. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, everybody.